Life can be an extraordinary adventure. More than ordinary. In the gym. At home. At work. More than ordinary. Advice. Without the new agey bullshit. Welcome to More Than Ordinary. I'm your host, Anne-Maria DeMars, brought to you by Seven Generation Games and Strongmind Studios in Chile, where we have... Okay, my name is Daniel Mundaka. I'm country manager of Strongmind Studios. Which makes educational games in Spanish and English in Chile. So we're going to dive right in. Americans have this idea that you'll probably laugh at, that everybody speaks English. And before I went to Chile, all my friends told me, oh, you don't need to worry that your Spanish is not that good because everybody speaks English. And I kind of said, well, I don't think that's true because it's a Spanish-speaking country is probably the reason they call it that. And then they would say, oh, but Spanish is the, or English is the language of business. So everyone that you would do business with speaks English. And that has turned out not to be true at all. So tell me, I was under the impression that everybody in Chile has to take English in school. And yet mm -hmm. you are, people listening don't know, you are phenomenal because your English is super good and a million times better than my Spanish. I don't know how you do it. Like 3% or so of the people in Chile speak English. So how is that? How can you go to school for years and have English and not speak English? Well, we have like 12 years of English education, but I think the fact that we are like surrounded by countries that where you won't use English, makes you think that you just don't need it. I mean, you just don't pay attention or you just study for the test, but not understanding or just copying and making, how do you say that? Cheating? Cheating on the, yeah, cheating. On the test. I think it's just that because when I, I, well, I've always liked English. That's the reason why I took extra classes and I paid for a course and everything. But once I learned it, I never used it in, in Chile. Till I met you, or or for something like very specific, I just, for example, I never used it for years, and then I went to Peru, to for vacations, and I used it there because I was meeting people from other countries, not even from Peru. But the fact that you won't use it, and you know that you won't be using it until you're working for a foreign company or, or getting or meeting people from outside. It's just, why would you learn it if you won't use it anyways? I think that's the mentality and the thought that a lot of people have here in Chile and mostly in Latin America. Well, and it makes a lot of sense when you think about it, except for, like you said, if you're involved in international business. And I guess Chile tourism is not a big industry. Don't really know. The fact that we are so far from the other countries and the only way to get here fast is by playing Maybe it's not like that powerful as you might found it in Europe where you just took a plane, you get in any country there and you can visit like very quick because you have like little little countries there. And Chile in the map, it's like very thin and very small, but still it's very complicated to travel if you go by bus or something else. And that's the way you can visit it like really good, like knowing every part of Chile. Yeah, and it's not easy to get there. It's not, I think there's one direct flight from the U.S. and it doesn't even fly every day, like from L.A. And it's also way expensive. I'm going to Melbourne 
And I was surprised. It cost about half as much to fly to Australia as it does to fly to Chile. That when you were talking about how, it, you know, you wouldn't use English, because when we were talking to those folks from the Dominican Republic, one of the school directors was telling me that because tourism is such a big industry there, that students who can speak English when they graduate will get 50% more as far as the salary than students who don't. But yeah, I could I could see how in Chile you could get tons of jobs and you'd never need to speak English at all. I mean, you're supposed to get more chances to get a better job if you speak English and Spanish, of course. But you can't really tell that difference in the money you get from that. Really? It's just like the position you can get. Yeah, because... For example, as an engineer, you're supposed to speak English, but everybody knows that. Nobody knows. <laughs> so it's not, like, really important. So really... Yeah, it's very weird. Oh. So really, you'd only need English if, say, you um, were working for a, a company, like, say, you want to go work for Microsoft. Yeah, something like that. I mean, you're supposed to have, like, a very, at least intermediate or medium level of English, but... They will hire you anyways if you are if you don't speak English because you can take more courses or you can just Google Translate. I mean, the fact it's like in tourism, the fact that we are far away from the other ones, the other countries, it's not like you will meet people from the U.S. or from other countries. So you can just reply by mail or maybe do a video call or something like that because it's not very frequent here having meetings by Skype or Hangout or 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 anything like that. Yeah, and you just go by mail or... Well, and I suppose because so much of business is in Santiago, right? Yeah. So it's not like here where you have lots of businesses that have an office in New York and they have another one in, say, Dallas and another one in Miami and another one in Los Angeles and another one in San Francisco. I mean, there, they probably have an office in Santiago and that's it. Yeah. And Santiago is Chile. That's like the, the same. Really? And it is kind of true. Yeah, it is kind of true. That's the reason why I moved to Santiago. So I'm supporting that idea, which I don't really like, but I'm, I won't fight alone against the system. It, it is crazy that like 40% of the people in Chile live in Santiago, right? Something like that? It's like, I think it's um, 70, 70%. Really? Yeah. It's like a lot of people live there. I mean, we're not a, like, we don't have a lot of population, but everyone is in Santiago. And there's a lot of like big um, districts, like, for example, I'm, I am from La Serena, but there's just a little bit of people, like a really small population instead of Santiago. And how do the people who live outside of Santiago feel? Do they feel like their concerns aren't paid attention to at all? neglected absolutely neglected and i mean it is it isn't fair because we all pay the i don't know how it works in the u.s but here you pay your taxes and it's not like like california where you pay the taxes and maybe it's like um, in it's for investment there all everything that we pay goes to santiago for example by financing the subway or building more companies in in santiago or apartments, houses, everything goes to Santiago. And then what is left, regardless, and regarding to money, goes to other places because most of the population is in Santiago. So it's very unfair, in my opinion. 
In the U.S., it's a little bit different. You have state taxes and city taxes, so those go to the state. And so, like, when I pay taxes to the state of California, that would cover, like, the state parks or, um, you know, we pay a business license to the city of Santa Monica. And so that would cover you know, expenses here and people pay, pay property taxes here. But in California, we all pay federal taxes, and the state of California gets less in in return from the federal government, like investments, than we pay in. So, yeah, it's kind of the other way around. So we feel kind of ripped off here. And then we mm-hmm. also have this very bizarre voting system. So in Chile, do you, like, how does the president get elected? Does everybody get to vote for him? Or is it like a parliament like in, in um, Europe where the party elects him? It's, I believe it's the parliament who gives you the options to vote and everybody has to go and vote them but still you can be like uh, i can how do you say that uh, apply for president position yeah. is that yeah you can i can apply president. but i can run for president but you need like at least i don't know maybe 500 people to support you or maybe i think it's more but you can be like independent and not uh, depend on the parliament parliament and whoever gets the most votes wins. Yeah. You, I think you need to get like 50% plus one vote more. See, in the U.S., the person who gets the most votes doesn't necessarily get to be president. Sometimes the person who gets the second most votes gets to be president, which is very weird. <laughs> yeah. Why would you do that? I mean, if you're voting for something. <laughs> you get votes by state. So if all the people in California vote for somebody to get a certain number of electoral votes but it's not proportional so like one vote in calf one vote in wyoming say which is one of the smaller states is equal to like two-thirds of a vote in california we'll be right back after this did you know that 92 percent of u.s homes have a computer yes yes they do and 43 percent of homes have a child under 18 why aren't more kids playing educational games on those computers because they suck. The educational games, not the kids. Until now, download Spirit Lake or Fish Lake. Check out Forgotten Trail or Making Camp with no download required. All of our games are under 10 bucks. Teach math and social studies. Let your child play on a real computer and learn real life math. If you're on Steam, be the coolest aunt, uncle, big brother, or sister on the block and download Fish Lake. The little rug rat can play on your computer, learn fractions, and you can get some peace. Is there anything you want to rant on about education or any ideas you have about things, startups? I mean, this is your second startup, right? Or did you have one before Yeah. Um, I tried, but it wasn't like a really startup. I didn't even try like hard. It was just like for, for university. I would just say that the people who, who listen or who will listen to this podcast, if, if you get launched, you need to get our games in Seven Generation Games and Strong Mind Studios. If you want to get smart, because they work, we have proof that they work. You have studies. You can you can provide them the link. I mean, I don't really have it here, but you have like scientific.com if you want in English or strongmindstudios.com. Strongmindstudios.com. What do you think you have learned from working in startups? Resiliencia. How is that in English? Resilience. 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 Oh. Yeah, because we you, there's like a saying here in Chile, well in Spanish, that you need to get cuero de chancho. That means 
that you need to get like thick skin like porks. Pork, pork, like pork, like a pig, oh, like so very thick. Oh, say that again. What do you, how do you say? Uh, in Spanish or English? In Spanish. Uh, cuero de chancho. Cuero de chancho. So all of yeah. you who are follow, if you if you're learning Spanish, you should follow Seven Generation Games on Instagram or Strongmind Studios because there's a Spanish word of the day, palabra del día. But <laughs> now you have your phrase of the day. Yeah, your Chilean phrase of the day. Yeah, I I think you do. I I did a blog post once. I think I had something about calling your baby ugly. That you have what? A, well, you have a startup, <gasps> right? And it's your baby, and then you tell people uh... about it, and you try to pitch people, and they're like, "Well, that'll never make money, or that'll never work." And it's like, oh, my yeah, baby is beautiful. That... Yeah, that's the ugly baby syndrome that you're afraid to show your startup. Because it's too, maybe it's too ugly at the moment and you're waiting to, to grow your startup like your child to get beautiful, yeah. hopefully. Or sometimes it's just their opinion. You know, I looked at, we, so we have been in business, this is our sixth year now. We started in 2013. And I looked at the first blog post we ever wrote. And the name of it was, There Will Always Be Math. But we've come so far since then. The first thing we, the first game we did, it had lots of bugs in it. It just, uh, you know, the first one of anything you do. And we had all kinds of people telling us we would never succeed and you need, and they were all right, you need more. Well, not about the not succeeding part, haha. But they were telling us, well, you need more games, you need more content, you can't just be teaching multiplication, you need to cover more platforms, you need something for iPad, you need something for Chromebooks. And they were all right. But then we'd say, well, you want to invest some money so we could do it? No, you're just going to fail. But they were wrong. Yeah. And now you can tell them that. That's the best part, I think, when you can shut the people up with your work. Like not saying anything else, but they can see that your work is good and you get the results. I literally used to have T-shirts that said that on them. Success is the best <laughs> revenge. Oh, I thought like literally you have like the same words and I said like that's very weird. <laughs> that's very strange. It would be. You know, that's something that really impressed me in America that they that use they use literally for things that are not like literal. <laughs> True. And I think we are adopting that too, so we should stop that. But I mean I like I use it too. No, let's just keep doing that. I actually like it. My parents love me. They want me to be happy and healthy, to learn and be confident. The best gift they can give me is an education. With Seven Generation Games, I can play and have fun while I'm learning math and history. Seven Generation Games make games that make you smarter. And you know what? I like being smarter. To get Seven Generation Games, visit sevengenerationgames.com. What did you think of the food in the U.S.? Honestly, I don't know because when I went to New York, I only ate like a pizza dollar or something very cheap so I could like spend money on other things. So I didn't really try like fancy restaurants or anything like that. One thing I found different and probably it's because Chile just has a smaller population. Like the U.S. is 20 times as many people. There isn't as much variety. Like there's a lot of Peruvian restaurants. And there's a lot of Japanese food that's not really Japanese. <laughs> when Kim was visiting here, 
we went, I took her to a real Japanese restaurant. And the waiter said, well, what do you like? Because she's trying to, to figure. She says, oh, I really like sushi. So he says, well, what kind of sushi do you like? And she says, chicken and pineapple, I think. And he looks at her and he says, that's not even close to sushi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have a lot of fake food. We usually have like this kind of Chinese restaurants. There's a lot of them. But they're not really Chinese food, like real food from China. They're just like Chilean people. They're, I think that only the people who attend, like the waiters and the people like the staff there, that you can see it's from China. Just to give that appearance of from Asia. But I, I'm pretty sure that every cooker or people who work inside is from Chile. Or, but actually, now that we have a lot of people from Venezuela and Colombia coming to our country, we have a lot more food than we used to have five years ago. So I think it's very... I like foreigners. <laughs> they can come and teach us a lot of things. Actually, in Chile, it's a bit more of a, a healthy lifestyle. Like, one of the things... I don't know if you noticed it with you in New York. There's a lot more really fat people in U.S. Have you noticed that? Yeah, I noticed. It's, I mean, you get a lot of fast foods when you go down the street. So it's not very strange if you count the number of McDonald's or Kentucky's or whatever fast food you like. There's a bunch of there. So it makes sense. We don't have that many. Yeah, I just thought it was struck me when I was there. I would be on the subway, and I think, "Where's all the really fat people? Do they have like a special <laughs> place to hang out?" <laughs> well, no. Well, I think the other thing that makes a difference is people walk a lot more. The people get a lot more exercise. I met more people in Chile that didn't have a car in the year I was there than I have in my entire life in the United States. <laughs> You know, people walk to the subway, and then they walk home from the subway, they walk to the bus, or if it's not very far, they just walk home, and you don't see that here. I mean, you mean that you use your car to go to the subway in the U.S.? Yes. <laughs> Why? Why don't you just drive to your work? Well, there's because the traffic could be really bad. So, yeah, all the subways, at least around here in Los Angeles, and yeah, on the East Coast, too, they have parking lots. So you drive to the subway, and then you take the subway into the city. Mm -hmm. it's that, that's super lazy. <laughs> You're right. I mean, I, I can remember, like, super clear. I was in New York, and I was in, a, like, a supermarket or something like that, like, a very cheap one. I think it was, like, a dollar three or something like that. But it has, like, a, a little section where you get food, and there was, like, boiled eggs. And I thought, like, this is the reason why people in America are so... Fat because they don't do anything. I mean, you, it's just five minutes, and you can like take off the peel of the egg. Is that is that a word? Peel like <laughs> yes. the the gasket. Is it won't take you more than ten minutes? And to me, that was like shocking, culturally shocking. That's really interesting. I never thought of that. You know what really helps you understand another country? Being able to speak the language. But then you get to Chile or Mexico or Ecuador, and you find out that that two years of Spanish you had in high school just doesn't cut it. Everybody told me, oh, to improve your Spanish comprehension, watch the telenovelas, but I am just not a soap opera type. So if that's you, check out Seven Generation Games, Aztec Games, or Making Camp Bilingual. You can listen to the games in Spanish or English, and you don't have to hear 
how Estella's not really dead, but she just couldn't face the fact that Diego was her cousin and they could never marry and now she's gone off with Alonzo. SevenGenerationGames.com, Aztec Games, or Making Camp Bilingual. Find us on our website, in the App Store, Google Play. Improve your Spanish, no soap opera required. Thanks for listening to the More Than Ordinary podcast. For more information, please go to our website, 7generationgames.com. And that's 7 as in the number 7, generationgames.com. If you'd like to learn more about math and history or increase your vocabulary while at the same time having fun, you can purchase our games at 7generationgames.com slash buy. You can also donate and help a much-deserving student. And as always, please tell a friend and don't forget to rate us on iTunes. It's never too late to be more than ordinary.